This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, it's Casey. Before we start today, I just wanted to jump in and let anyone out there who thinks they would like to work with parents and facilitate positive discipline to know that I will be facilitating a Teaching Parenting the Positive Discipline Way workshop with my friend and business partner, Julietta Skoog, March 20th through the 24th from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. This will certify you as a positive discipline parent educator and train you up in everything you need to start leading and supporting parents. It is super fun. And if you enroll before February 20th, you will get the $50 off the cost of the workshop. You'll get the early bird special. Go to besproudable.com slash parent dash educators for more information and to register. Again, that's besproudable.com slash parent dash educators. Let us know if you have any questions. Hey, welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we try and keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. I am also the mama to a 20-year-old daughter and 17-year-old son walking right beside you on this path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is an interview, and I have no doubt that what you hear will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please pass the link around. Snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families all around the globe. I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. My guest today is Hunter Clark Fields. You may remember Hunter from episode 209, nearly three and a half years ago, when she came on the Joyful Courage podcast and talked about her book, Raising Good Humans. I can't believe that was three and a half years ago. 
Hunter is the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, host of the Mindful Mama podcast, and author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans. She helps parents bring more calm and peace into their daily lives. Hunter has over 20 years of experience in meditation practices and has taught mindfulness to thousands worldwide. She's the mother of two active daughters who challenge her every day to hone her craft. You can learn more about Hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com, a link that we'll make sure is in the show notes. Hi, Hunter. Welcome back to the pod. Hi, Casey. So nice to be hanging out with you again. I'm so excited to talk to you. So we recently were together on the other side of the planet and thought it would be a fun idea to come on and talk about our experience around the Unparenting Conference that was held in Abu Dhabi last November. You were part of the team putting together the list of speakers to invite to apply. Will you share a little bit about how you got involved in that conference? I love this story. It's funny because I was curious myself about this question too. The conference got postponed because of COVID at one point. So they reached out to me over a year ago. And I got a random message through LinkedIn. And I don't even, I don't even like, I'm just like, occasionally I'm like, okay, I'll look at some of these messages. And, you know, there was this group reaching out from the Abu Dhabi government about a conference. And I was like, this is probably spam or some kind of weird thing, but maybe it isn't. So I'll just see whatever. And they wanted to have a meeting. So, okay, I'll meet with them. Who knows what this is? This is probably not a real thing, but it turns out it was a real thing. (laughs) And they had been looking for a parenting expert. And I guess they found me through, you know, mindful parenting and raising good humans to help them select speakers from different parts of the world outside of the Middle East region for this conference that the government of Abu Dhabi wanted to put on in the city of Abu Dhabi, the Emirati of Abu Dhabi. And I had to kind of look it up and, you know, say, okay, where is this? What's going on? Let me understand this part of the world. For me, it was sort of a part-time job where I would be a speaker and then I would get to invite other speakers. And I thought that would be fun. And also it's a way to bring a direction and a certain amount of influence to an area about different ways of thinking about parenting, which, you know, my mission is like to shift the way people think about parenting. So this, you know, this is right in alignment with my mission. So I got started with this incredible team and I felt great because I was like, I'm inviting people to a party. This is so fun. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. That's how it felt too. It was so exciting. Yeah, it was cool. I kind of thought, okay, this is fun. I made my wish list of people I wanted to bring to Abu Dhabi and I had to think about different topics and subjects and things like that. And people whose work would complement each other as well. And it was very exciting. I suggested many speakers. Some were accepted and some weren't. But for me, it was interesting. I kind of didn't think until later, like, oh, it kind of as the conference started to actually roll around in actuality, then I started to then realize, oh, all these people who know me who are coming to this thing because of me, because they don't know anything about this place, my reputation is really on the line here. I hope it goes well because 
I had never even crossed my mind that it wouldn't go well until like right before the conference started to roll around. And then I started to get really worried. I was like, oh, gosh, I hope they pull it off in a really good way because I've just been expecting that it would be amazing all the way along. But luckily, it kind of was amazing. So, Oh, my gosh. It was beyond. <laughs> it was beyond amazing. And I felt, first of all, just so honored. I remember getting that email from you and just reading it, reading it, reading it again and just being like, wait what is Hunter inviting me to do? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know, and then the application process and encouraging you to include Julietta Skoog, my business partner and your trust in me and willingness to allow her to apply to. And then both of us waiting. I just remember the waiting, 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 waiting to hear, is this even a real thing? We would talk about it in our team meetings. Okay, well, we're holding November. We're holding the space. And we'll see what happens, you know, and then finally getting that email of like, we are so excited to have you come. And before I get to that, so when you were in conversation with this government agency in Abu Dhabi and they were explaining their vision, what was it that they wanted to create for the people, the Emiratis that were going to come to the conference? Well, I was part of an international team, so it was myself and there was, you know, amazing people, like people who had been working and creative heads of Google and all these like really esteemed people who had done lots of conferences before. And I really hadn't. So I kind of felt like, the okay, well, I'm just kind of the parenting person here, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were a really, really great team. And they had connections to lots of amazing people. And they were just an incredibly supportive, wonderful team. But what I came to understand through them was that, you know, one thing that's interesting about Abu Dhabi is that there is a push to grow and push towards education, a push towards lots of liberal things, Mm -hmm. which are, you know, traditionally for the area, it's right next door to Saudi Arabia, like at one point before the 70s, like they were connected. So The area can be culturally very, very conservative. And it is an Islamic country. They have different cultural and religious roots. But also it's a very international country in Mm -hmm. that like 85% of the population of Abu Dhabi is expats from like 156 different countries. So it was really interesting. The idea was we want to find what is the most progressive thinking in parenting. And that was really exciting for me because I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then this is great. And the idea was, what is the most up-to-date, progressive thinking about parenting? And so that was super, super exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah, so exciting. I mean, there were so many contrasts, right? Like even being boots on the ground there. And Julietta and I traveled there. We spent the weekend before the conference in Dubai. It was very important to me. Like, I want to respect all of the rules, you know, for women and how we need to dress. Which is, just for the listener... Dubai is like New York City and Abu Dhabi is like Washington, D.C. Yeah. For the UAE. Like Dubai, you know, has the tallest buildings and the crazy, you know, ski slope inside and all that stuff. And then Abu Dhabi is like the D.C., which is just like slightly more conservative. Yeah. Well, a lot more conservative in my experience. I mean, and even in Dubai, it was like walking on the beach and seeing, you know, women covered head to toe, passing by another woman in a G-string bikini, (laughs) like, and everybody's just kind (laughs) of doing their thing. And it was such a contrast, 
right? Especially in Dubai, for sure existed, less so in Abu Dhabi. But I love that. And talking to her, Her Excellency, the leader of the government agency that was putting together this conference, her vision, like I remember her saying something like, we need to catch up. We want to catch up, right, to this progressive-minded way of being with our kids and raising kids and families and having conversations with her and her excitement. And I'm kind of slightly embarrassed right now. I only heard Her Excellency and so <laughs> yeah. what was her name? Sarah? Something? Oh, no, I'm terrible at names. It is something like Sarah. I'm sure I've forgotten like half of the speakers' names. I would have to like see them in Yeah, person. totally. But it was really inspiring. I mean, she was at this level of leadership where she was the only woman of their excellencies. And, you know, for her to really push this vision for a conference that really expanded the mindset around how we be with our kids. I thought was just so inspirational on so many levels. And I, like I said, was super excited that you reached out to me and that I got to do this thing while also feeling very much like my only idea about the culture of that part of the world comes from TV and movies, right? And this feeling of representation and I'm just a white Western woman showing up on stage to talk about parenting. There was really some inner dialogue that I had around like, what makes me worthy of this microphone? Did you have any experience around that? I mean, I was talking about how to stop yelling at your kids, which it turns out is like incredibly universal. And in fact, I think a lot of parenting topics were surprisingly universal. I talked to Dr. Laura Markham about because she's taught in China and all different parts of the world. And she said that it's incredibly universal parenting and the challenges that we are dealing with with kids. So there were huge cultural differences. And yeah, we didn't really know about them going into it very Mm -hmm. much at all. Kind of my cultural crash course was you and I both were there. (laughs) The camels. (laughs) We went to the first day before the conference. We were brought to a camel festival, and then a traditional Emirati dinner at night. So in the day, we were brought out to a camel festival, and Casey and Julieta had gone to Dubai first. So they were in Abu Dhabi earlier than most of the other speakers. So it was Casey and Julieta, and then like me and like the organizing team. (laughs) It was awesome. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month 
while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. I felt very special that I got to spend the day with you guys. We were all brought out to the desert and there we were brought to a tent with golden chairs, a room with golden chairs in the tent and around the tent. There were all these Bedouin men and camels. So men in the traditional white garb and the head scarf. And they taught us about the camel culture. And then we got to go and we ate dates and we were given coffee. And then we got to go and go out to these camel beauty contests and learn about how they screen for Botox. Boxing <laughs> camels and wild. collagen fillers in camels, which is amazing. Two million dollar camels. It was so bananas. We learned a whole lot that day. And then that night, we had this incredible experience. And both of these were very kind of deep dive into the culture because then we also had a lunch. But then at night, we had this dinner where it was traditional. So the women were brought inside, whereas the men were brought outside to a tent. And by now, a lot more speakers had arrived. So a lot of people came to this dinner in a home, and it was somebody's magnificent home. And we were in this magnificent space. And the first lady Botswana was there. And there were many of us and people serving us beautiful drinks and chocolates. And we got to dance and I got to talk to their 14 year old daughters of the house who were dancing. We talked about Halloween. Yes. (laughs) I mean, and just gorgeous. Like I'm thinking back to the beautiful gowns they were wearing and the makeup and the scents. Remember they brought out all the different scents. Yes. The perfumed oils. Yes. My gosh. It was. We were anointed literally with oils, which was so interesting to experience. Yeah. For many of us. And we had to kind of like, there was some quick Googling and the bus ride home to kind of understand, well, what had happened with these oils? Why were we <laughs> anointed with the oils? And we found out it was a great honor. There was yeah. very expensive oils. And, you know, it was this lovely honor. From what I understand or came to understand is that there's a big culture of privacy in that culture, which may be why we weren't <laughs> instructed on mm-hmm. a lot of the cultural things ahead of time. 
because there is a big culture of the private home. And then parenting the conference was so interesting because it really dives right into the heart of the relationships in the private home, right? The most private, intimate relationships. We even had a speaker, Avital Schreiber, talk about partner intimacy in Abu Dhabi. (laughs) It was like, wow. And and do it incredibly well and very sensitively. And so it was really interesting. It felt like we had this invitation in, Mm -hmm. like in that dinner, we had this invitation into this private home. And the way the whole conference was like this invitation into the family home, you know, Mm -hmm. did you kind of feel that way? Yeah, totally. I have to just go back to the camel day because my biggest (laughs) takeaway from that day is, oh, shoot, I put my hands on people a lot, a lot. And there was one particular guy who was so great. I mean, he was kind of our main character of the day, right? And he was so fun and so engaging and animated. And I mean, I was standing next to him so much, put my hand on his shoulder, put my hand on his arm. And Julietta finally was like, Casey, you are not allowed to touch him. Quit touching him. And then once I knew that rule, I realized, oh my gosh, I do this all the time. It was so Mm. hard for me. But You know, there's so many small little nuances to learn. And yeah, I loved that it was designed for us to deep dive prior to the conference. It was so nice to step on the stage when it was finally my turn. So the conference was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I spoke at 5 p.m. on the Thursday. And to look out at the people, and I talked about teens, you know, raising teens and creating agreements and had this whole metaphor around, you know, getting in the passenger seat and really allowing for our teens to move through their experiences without this overlying, you know, idea of you can control it. Which is a very challenging message. Yes, for absolutely. That area. Absolutely. Very challenging. And I was so grateful to have had some experiences, some cultural experiences, and then to also be able to acknowledge like, hey, I'm a Western woman from the United States and I'm learning about your culture and there is so much more for me to learn. And I just invite you to listen and take what lands for you, you know? And I felt like a collective sigh from the group Mm. when I said that because we did dig into some things and I invited people up to the stage and did some experiential activities. The highlight was... I did an activity around empowering versus discouraging our teens. And one of the volunteers who was volunteering as a parent burst into tears in her processing on stage. And I know, so nobody can see this, but Hunter just made a sad face. In my heart, I'm like, oh yeah. Like when somebody is moved (laughs) emotionally like that, when we're working together, it makes me feel so good because I know that what we're moving through is impactful. You know, that was such a highlight for me. And, you know, and she's a traditional Emirati woman and, you know, head to toe in black. Her face was revealed. She didn't have the full face covering, but there's a picture of me with my arm around her and her just kind of burrowing in. And it's such a special moment that was captured. Here I am on the other side of the world offering an experience that is landing in the heart of this mother. I mean, I don't know how many times while we were in Abu Dhabi, I said to you, Hunter, thank you. Thank you for that initial email because it was so special on so many, so many levels, so many levels. 
You talked about like that private, you know, those kind of universal topics, like we're all raising teenagers. We're all trying not to yell. We're all looking for more intimacy in our partnerships. There was a talk specifically calling in fathers that was very well attended. There was a lot of fathers at the conference, which I thought was Mm -hmm. really powerful as well. What were some other cultural through lines that you saw during the conference between just kind of what we were bringing and the people of Abu Dhabi and what they were craving? I mean, I think that there's a similar thing happening there in a lot of ways that's happening here where there was this sort of traditional culture. You know, there is this, still is this in a lot of ways, and this is true here in the United States, this culture of authoritarian parenting where the parents rule, specifically the father rules, and, you know, those rules are enforced through fear, and there isn't a lot of connection necessarily. And what I see there, as well as here, is a real desire for parents of this generation to move away from that, to have desire to move towards relationship and connection. And that definitely crossed the boundaries. Like, we don't want you know, necessarily our kids to hate us and fear us, right? And we're starting to put together the pieces of what are the things that our parents did that created that? And how can we shift away from that? And we're starting that movement away from that. But, you know, a curiosity of what is on the other side of that? You know, what will it look like, et cetera? So that was, I think, the cultural through line I saw Yeah. And it was nice that the speakers, you know, the message was everybody was in agreement on that message in a lot of ways. And someone who went to the conference would hear the message in many different ways and many different voices Mm -hmm. about us calming our reactivity, right? I talked about how to stop yelling at your kids, but they learn different ways to calm their reactivity in many different circumstances in many, many different ways. And so it was great to see some of these messages of greater awareness and greater compassion being reiterated in many different voices, because that's how we all learn things, right, is through repetition. And so I was excited about that. To me, it seems like it's like a global movement in that way. Yeah, it felt like that. And I loved having the opportunity to go and see each other speak. I was glad to be in the middle Mm. so that I could reference some of the other speakers, right? Dr. Shafali was there. Chris Willard was there. And even stepping on stage, once it came time for me to talk, I felt pretty confident until I stepped on the stage. And then my whole body started to tingle and my heart started to race. (laughs) Like it wasn't in my head. It was in my body. And I got on stage and I said, oh, there it is. You know, and I could see Chris in the crowd and had just watched him speak, I think that morning and kind of shouted out to him like, okay, Chris, you know, I'm using some of the tools that you talked about in your talk about mindfulness and, you know, coming back to calm and referencing, you know, some of the messages that Dr. Shafali had brought up and talking about Generation Mindful and some of the things that were brought up in her talk. Like it was really lovely to feel, like you said, that alignment in our messaging as we took the stage and talked to and with the parents of Abu Dhabi. It was so special and so powerful. And I really credit your team in the ways that you connected the speakers Mm. because 
that was like the best part of the conference was getting to know yeah. everybody else who was so jazzed. Like we we're all kind of like, I mean, there was a lot of speakers from the area who were, mm-hmm. you know, less like, oh my God, where are we right now? And then there was the <laughs> rest of us who were like, oh my God, what's happening? And it was just so special to have so many touch points with each mm-hmm. other, whether it was, you know, getting to eat together throughout the day, watching each other's talks, the dinners that we did together, the cultural experiences that were offered to us. It was just, it was so cool. I mean, it was just so cool. Yeah. And there was a lot of support. People, we came together and supported each other. Yeah. You know, we realized like on my team that helped to bring a lot of the speakers and we realized, oh, now that we're here, we're going to have to support these speakers in like, where do you go? And where's what? What is what? And it was interesting because I was really jet lagged and it was a bigger crowd than I had really ever spoken before. And I was also excited about meeting people that I admired so much, like Jennifer Sr. and Peter Gray and Shafali Sabari. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to meet these people. And then you know, my job turned out to be on the ground that it was kind of like, you know, my team said to me, oh, Hunter, it's amazing how you had so much energy and I'd see you, you'd have a smile on your face and you'd be having a good time. And it turns out that this is great work for me because I really felt like I was like the host of a party. And I was like, oh, wonderful. (laughs) You know, Harry Henry, a Harvard researcher. Meet Victoria Dunkley. You have so much to talk about. Like, I felt like I was at the host of this great party and all these great people that I got to invite. So I was having a really good time. And some of the speakers that were kind of in my little cohort, you all gave me so much energy to then be like, okay, come on, let's go to the next thing. And this is where you go this, do this. And this is when this is. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. And I was so exhausted by Saturday. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can only imagine how your team felt because you must have been on WhatsApp like 24 seven because the WhatsApp, I mean, there was like our group WhatsApp and then I'm sure plenty of side WhatsApping happening. I bet you were exhausted. It was incredible. And so I'm curious too, because I know for me, you know, my message is this, you know, stepping into our joyful courage and being brave and leaning in and being uncomfortable and all of those things. I know for me, my experience, I definitely had to practice tools. I definitely had moments on this global opportunity alongside all of these amazing people that I looked up to that were in my mind, much bigger deal than I am, right? There definitely was some navigating of imposter syndrome and worthiness and comparing myself. It was even interesting. So I did all my traveling with Julietta and she's this like little bubbly people person. And I think I'm a people person, but all of a sudden I was questioning how much of a people person I was like (laughs) noticing like, oh my God, Julietta, she's just so adorable. And like watching myself slide into this old pattern that used to show up with girlfriends like in high school, like comparing myself. I feel so clunky and and they like her more than me. And catching myself and really leaning into the tools that I practice with my kids, with my husband out in the world around, I'm going to feel my feet. I'm going to, you know, offer self-compassion, self-love. I belong here. That's why I'm here. I'm worthy to be here. And had to, you know, carve out time every day to really be in that practice. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. What were some of the things that came up to you, if any, that invited you into some of the mindfulness tools that you have practiced throughout your life? Did you have any wonky moments like I did? Oh, yeah, for sure. I had them for a year going up to the conference because I was in this team of people who had put on amazing events and who had worked at Google and put on global conferences. And I was like... I've spoken in front of, you know, probably 50 people in person and I've led some retreats and, you know, but they've all been small and things like that, like always very intimate. And so I knew that I loved speaking. Obviously, I have a Mindful Mama podcast. I like to talk. And I knew for me, it was about the speaking in public, the like doing a talk and giving a talk. That was for me the hardest thing. And so I know that my tendency is to sort of procrastinate and be like, I got this and then just wing it and not do such a great job. So I actually really, really did the opposite of that this time. And I really prepared and I got a speaking coach and I practiced speaking and I listened to myself speaking and I worked on it. And that helped me by the time I got to the stage when 250 people are in front of me. And then I was happy with how I did. Mm -hmm. And then I was really happy when Jennifer Sr., who did a TED Talk in front of Al Gore, <laughs> said to me, Hunter, I whatever would have known that you haven't done a lot of public speaking. You should do more. And I was like, oh, that's like the best thing anybody could have said to me. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so for me, it was like, it kind of felt like my college chemistry class. Like, I don't know if I'm good at this. I haven't done you know, necessarily a lot of this in the past, but if I get enough help and I work on it and I focus, you know, whatever you practice grows stronger. Mm -hmm. And it felt like that. It felt like that A minus I got in college chemistry. Oh, good job. (laughs) Well done on that. Yeah, I love that. I love that we can recognize places where we have growth. And I'm totally Mm -hmm. relating to the, I got this, I got this. It was funny how many iterations of my talk I created But it was like every time it was just kind of take that out, put that in, take that out, put that in, take that out until I got to, really until I got to the stage. And I was like, okay, here we are. I've got my cool 
whatever, presentation thing. You had interactive presentation, you and Julietta. Oh my gosh, my presentation. You guys went so fancy. I was really nervous about you and your tech. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So were we. I have a great picture of Julietta in the middle of all the tech guys pointing at the (laughs) laptop and making sure like we had a variety of like, how are we going to make this happen if that doesn't work? And if that doesn't work? And if that doesn't work? So once we settled into, okay, okay, it works. And we became intimately involved with the tech team. Then I think we both, you know, had a sigh of relief for sure. Hey, I just want to give a shout out here to the team on the ground there at this conference. I had zero contact with them really at all beforehand. And we didn't know what to expect. And when we got there, there were so you know, on it. There was such a high level production. There were dancers, there were musicians, there was hair and makeup. There was an incredible photography team. The tech team was just great, you know, and incredible. I just want to give a shout out to this team on the ground that threw together this incredible experience in an incredibly short amount of time. Yeah, for sure. It was amazing. They really pulled it off and it felt very professional and very polished. And just, again, such an honor to be there. Anything else that you want to make sure to share about the shared experience that we had? Any favorite moments? I mean, I think for me, the thing that really it pulls out for me is just it was like the power of community, the power of coming together in person. It would not have been the same. You know, they were always very insistent. And it was during all these COVID spikes and things that had to be in person. And that's hard when you have to have people fly for Mm -hmm. 14 hours. But I'm so glad it was because the personal in an age where we're becoming so independent of one another, you know, but those points like where, you know, we need each other, right? And we need Mm -hmm. to connect and that there's such a power in that community. I'm just so grateful that somebody wanted to put those kind of resources into something like parenting, which is traditionally not funded and celebrated to that extent and the power of coming together in a community and seeing like here are all these points of overlap that we have and that we share and to have these connections especially I connected in a lot of ways with some of these moms on the ground in Abu Dhabi and to talk to them and hear their stories and hear about their kids and their challenges and it was just amazing to me how they all ask the same questions people ask here. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting, you know, that universality of it. And to me, it was a huge touchstone in my life, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Me too. We're each going to share this conversation on our pod. So I'm just going to let your listeners know that I'm Casey O'Rourke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll introduce you beforehand. (laughs) Okay, great. You can listen to my show, Joyful Courage Podcast, wherever you listen to Hunter's show and find my work at besproutable.com slash teens. And Hunter, where can my listeners find you? Well, you can listen to the Mindful Mama podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can grab Raising Good Humans anywhere you want to listen or read books. And you can find me at mindfulmamamentor.com. Yep. And we're both on Instagram. We're both on the socials. Maybe don't connect with us on LinkedIn because we rarely check in there. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you are some amazing human that wants to put together a global conference and feel free to reach out wherever you want. (laughs) Hunter, it's so good to see you. I can't wait till the next time we're in person together. Thanks for spending time with me today. 
Thank you, Casey. It's so nice to see you. And I love your energy and what you bring to the world and inviting you and Julietta. It's one of the best decisions I made in that conference. I'm so glad that we got to be there together. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you to my Sproutable partners, as well as Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and making it sound good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in later this week for our Thursday show, and I'll be back with another interview next Monday. Peace. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.